0: But Oh, I, dude, that? I have been cranking the shit out of that Bogner lately, but I don't have neighbors, so I can do whatever yeah. I want.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's right. You had the, uh, what's the other amp, the line six that you were cranking at the space that was like line six. What? I thought you had a line. Don't you have a line? Not a line six. What is it
0: at the Mesa? space? I have a Mesa, Mesa, I sorry, have a Mesa roadster. Not line six, yeah. I'll fucking dare you. Dude. Cool. Do you uh,
1: know what, you don't fuck with line six.
0: Oh, I mean I do, but line six makes the pod. Mesa makes the greatest. Some of the greatest tube amps I've ever I existed. misspoke.
1: Uh, Mesa this is how much attention I don't pay to your amps know, that yeah, are there, exactly. which is good. I'm not like, hey man, uh, and then I'm like, yeah. I'm obviously going over there and playing them every day, you know that kind of stuff. Um, no, you should, you should play the VT. It's, I mean, it's sitting there. Oh, I would, I would crank the VT. Dude,
0: cause... I, told, I told you last time I was in there, Cappy was with me, and I turned that stuff, up, I turned it up loud and let him play, and he says like, this is, this is the loudest I've ever been able to play in my life. Sounds so good. And it man. wasn't even as loud as like we could. Go, yeah, you know that I, I'm, I'm still going with it. Like that's one of my favorite guitar amps in the me world. Me too. I, I still. I'm nervous because I like how it sounds, but I'm still very tempted to replace the 410s in there.
1: That's up to you.
0: Because they're. There's nothing
1: wrong with them. They're
0: fine, but they're just like kind of cheap. They're electro harmonic speakers. They're like, they're not the original speakers. Somebody put new ones in there at some point. Um, And I would be tempted to throw some fancy speakers in there and see what happens. Yeah. Get some eminence or something. I was thinking uh, uh, Celestian, either the um, blue or the gold Alnico's, which are. Stupid expensive, but also also sound amazing. Well the only thing they, with those is they need a lot of break in time. They're real stiff at first. And I remember Brad had a uh hand wired AC thirty that had those elicos, and he hated those speakers because they were so stiff. Mm-hmm. You just need to crank them like super loud for hours. Dude, that poor bastard
1: in. had that uh he had that vox. He could never get that rattle to stop. Oh god. It was like a spring reverb sound almost. It was Dude, like a it was and it was, it was only w- when he played like a G chord. It, like was it was a, like only a particularly
0: resonant frequency that that amp. Like he he couldn't he could never. I chase mean he it had. A, a, it a was dude a blonde. From like the East Coast, a blonde buy it. British made. Yeah, it was a hand wired AC30, AC30. To H, the HW. Beautiful. Which amp. it turns out that is actually a pretty common. Well, uh,
1: yeah, you Google it. I issue think with A lot amp. of people have those issues. But there's when they sound good. I just felt bad because we had Charlie's Chinese made yeah. AC30 sitting the right CC. next to it, and we're like, well, I guess we'll use this for practice. Today. Yep. <laughs> you know. Uh, that's pretty much
0: it with gear news. I did want to talk about one other thing. Bring it on, man. Yesterday, I had a conversation with a former Reverb employee about the Etsy situation.
1: Fill us in for people who don't know.
0: Well, I think, we, I mean, I think we, we've, we told the folks last week, obviously Reverb was purchased by Etsy, acquired for $270 million, blah, blah, blah. Rest assured, this person was near the... It was a high up person in this very high up in this organization. Uh, and it was interesting to get this person's perspective on the whole thing because okay. uh, I, I was like really hoping when we've talked about this, like really hoping that they don't like fire everybody and you don't kind of like lose clean the house and just hire Uber people really and, has been. Yeah. And this person was not so sure that that is not going to happen.
1: Like they might even
0: move. Well, I don't know where Etsy's located, but I'm pretty sure it's not here. No. So it makes sense that they would just kind of bring their operations in-house uh, then to reduce cost. But that's up to them at this point. But also, it also turns out the deal hasn't actually closed yet, um, that it is close and it'll probably be next week. It's a lot happens. of money
1: to, um, you know, just say that, just assume that you have, you know. Yeah, exactly. Etsy. Yeah. So maybe we'll wait. Well, yeah. Look, I mean, I said it too. I, I just hope everything stays like I love the website. I love the interface. Um. I love the, like I've had, um, I've actually had, you know, um, issues where I've had to, you know, reach out to customer service, um, whether it was through a sale or inquiring about an, uh, a product or maybe trying to refund a product. And they've always been right away answering back. I mean, you, it's got that very personable feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, and
0: they're, it's, they're, they're gear lovers and experts. Mm-hmm. These are people who know that stuff. They are in it all day, every day. That's important when you're dealing with especially with used stuff like
1: mm-hmm. i mean you never know well look at it this way man i mean if you know you've got your your main two outlets remember i don't even know if this one exists but your main two outlets for buying gear sourcing gear like i'm trying to find a backup base right now for cheap uh ebay and reverb were my first two obviously oh correct- you don't
0: go to the musician's friend catalog anymore no i'm just joking yeah I, I know, right? I, that uh, that was like my introduction to becoming a gear psycho was at the age of 10 when I got into playing guitar, realizing, oh, you can get this free catalog in the mail. And then any time it came, I read it cover to cover. And I'm me talking too. like PA gear. Yeah. I, the whole stupid shit. That's probably
1: how you know half the shit you uh, know. Oh, how. I guarantee it is. Um, Yeah. No, I actually do get those magazines. Um, do they still exist? Em. Yeah. I get them. Oh, em. man. It's, I got to do that. They're thick. I mean, it's a waste of paper. You yeah. Know? Um, I think I bought like I literally bought like an XLR cable from there. And now they send yeah. me the magazine, um, which probably cost more than the XLR cable that I paid for. Uh, I guess my point was I was just I'm hoping that, you know, like do you remember G Base? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and that was was that just an online retailer? It was more like a almost I think it like was a, like a almost like uh, like a archive site. It mm-hmm. would be like it was like Reverb before Reverb because it was private sellers. There weren't store. There might have been some stores. But I feel in like
0: there. I've only ever used G G-ba- Base G Base to. Research things like oh sure. th- this bass or guitar had been on there before and that I can't find any information not on anywhere else. But it wasn't. I never like it was. I've never made s- a purchase f- from there. But
1: everything's for sale on there. Uh-huh. Um, I would, what that's kind of funny because Reverb Reverb essentially did the exact same thing and G- the they got do it so right. they did do it right. And then G Base was a little weird. I think they are still around because I think I bookmarked them when I was heavily buying and trading gear. Mm-hmm. Um, my point is someone's going to come along. Like if, if they do end up fucking it up, I guess is my whole wrap up. Someone's going to come along and make a better product again. So, you know, fear not. I really hope they don't man. Me too, dude. I am in reverbs corner. Mm -hmm. In fact, I prefer going to their website. Um, I like their app a lot. The phone app is great. It's, it's really, it's really good stuff. And I, I've, I've come to find when I need to research some gear or like try to find something that's kind of rare, like the firebird X. Mm -hmm. There were none on eBay but there were a few on reverb and there were a few that sold. There was only like one that had sold on eBay in the past, like three to five months mm-hmm. or whatever. There was like a few that had sold on reverb. So you can get an idea for how much they're worth and that kind of stuff. So, you know, you know the other thing, sorry, the other yeah, thing yeah. I like better about reverb, I, and we were talking about the eBay fees earlier, I would
0: just take the fee out right away. Don't even, like... Don't yeah. charge me at the end of I know, the month. Man. Just, like,
1: whatever you're going to take, just take it right now so
0: I've never had the money and I don't, like, have to worry about it. I why, know, Why, bullshit, why, why you, do that? If
1: you sell something for 100 you get $100, right. minus the fee that PayPal takes out. So you get, like, $97 yeah. or whatever it is. And then they come along a month later and take the rest out. Here's like,
0: another 8 or whatever. Oh, it sucks, and dude. Then, and
1: they, not because they, they also...
0: Whatever you charge for shipping, they take a percentage of that too. Um, no, I mean I'm positive eBay does. I, I was just looking at the breakout they show you. It's like yes, you say right. like you know something for a hundred bucks. We took ten dollars of the hundred, and then you charge twenty to ship it. We took five dollars of
1: the twenty. Yep, you're right. You're which right. is fucking crazy. Why? Like they're I'm not using their labels or anything like that. There's workarounds for that. I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah, I think Paul would have more insight on that okay so little side tangent real quick and he's you know, an it guy you know how
0: i i was i was in that henry's henry's heart sparkling water commercial yeah yeah because of that i've just been more interested in uh uh alcohol uh, uh seltzer type beverages lately. Sure. like so anyways i
1: should have told me i would have grabbed some white claws
0: dude i there. still have never had I, okay I'm, if you're listening i'm sorry henry's heart sparkling water i've never tried i've never tried any hard sparkling water like, Ooh. I've never had White Claw, Truly, or even the product Dude, that I was paid to
1: represent. Truly sucks.
0: Everybody says different things. And- I swear to God, anytime I talk about this to anybody, someone will be like... Pff. Bro, Henry's is the worst. truly is the best. I've never
1: though. had Henry's. I can't say everybody. White Claw's totally delicious different and refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's another new one out there though. There's another new yeah, one. yeah. Oh, the market is flooded. I right know. Now. What have Zima's like what the fuck, guys? Yeah.
0: Was, Zima, was Zima? No, they were Spartan? they were malt
1: liquor. Oh, okay. They were no. Clear. That's well, that is what these clear are malt. sold as. Yeah. So th- then they were. Okay. They're just they call these hard seltzer or whatever. They probably add more right. um, bubbles to it. It's something about the FCC. Did you ever yeah. have a Zima?
0: No, but we did we talk about this? No, I don't know. So, uh, <laughs> uh, some old roommates and I, both named John. What's up, John O and John G? If you're listening, I'm sure na- neither of you are. Anyways, both former bandmates of mine, and we decided to make a a it was it was both a band and specialty cocktail called Turbo Wolfhawk. Whoa, I love the name. And we had a logo made. Never came up Aww. with any music or anything, but we did come up with a special specialty cocktail, which was uh, equal parts Boku and Zima. Dude, Boku. And we and and did you guys actually drink it? No, because by the time we came up with it, both of those products hadn't existed. Yeah. in years. I actually, well, maybe Boku does. I, I had know. a Zima
1: in two thousand.
0: So and I know w- it was nineties. This but would have been
1: 2000. probably two thousand seven. Bo- yeah. Oh no, Boku. Boku was like mid 90s so uh, if anybody
0: has an old uh, a stock of boku and zima i'll pay top dollar to create Uh, the world's first turbo wolf open
1: like a 10 year old Boku.
0: oh my god dude so you ever see those
1: videos of guys who drink like a 40 year old beer okay so listen
0: i do you remember sparks
1: yeah of course i used to actually enjoy those
0: i was just gonna admit that i also used to actually enjoy those even though they kind of tasted like a battery uh that was
1: pre four loco dude
0: that was pre four loco and it was when you could still put caffeine and alcohol yeah big time um like all kinds of shit. <laughs> Amphetamines. Okay. So, let me let me just tangent off the tangent off the tangent. Um when I was in Tom Schrader's band, uh we had a we had a we had a Saturday uh early afternoon rehearsal. Uh he showed up with sparks. This we're at Carroll Street. It was my old space at Carroll Street, I think. He shows up with sparks. Then we decide, you know what? We're uh we're just gonna keep this day going. We're gonna go do a century club. I made it to 135. Well, that's over. For, a,
1: that's over a century, right?
0: So, for those who don't know, a century club is you take a swig of beer every minute in a row. And if you want to get technical, you could do a shot of beer. A time. shot of beer, right? But we just did. We I take slugs. pretty big swigs. Yeah, so. exactly.
1: So, so you probably drank more. Oh, actually. I did,
0: and and so I. It's hard I mean, to hundred, and it's it's work. It's yeah. a lot of drinking. It's
1: a lot of walk, looking uh, at the it's clock. It's things
0: that people should never do, but especially not in your twenties. So, and I was I was twenty three or twenty four. Um, so, okay, so, Sparks, Power Hour made it past it. Uh, we went to um, a friend of ours. I'm not going to name drop right now. was playing Park West with an open bar. Then we went to the Hideout. That was where I met my future ex-wife. Oh. Blacked out. Perfect. At the hideout. Well,
1: that that could have been a big flag right there.
0: Speaking of uh, Johns, the two dudes with whom I created Turbo Wolfhawk, um, I like to hear John O. tell this story. Uh, He was, I don't remember where he was. He was at a friend's place and had done laundry there and came back at like 4 a.m. And it was for some reason the light was outside, out, outside of our door at our apartment. And so he, he's like, I, get to, I go to, it's like, it's really dark. I go to put my, uh, my laundry basket down, and there's like something in the way. He's like, I just thought it was your boots. Opens the door, and as the light cracks, g- comes through the crack in the door, he sees a, a V tattoo on the back of an arm and realizes that I had passed out in front of the door and didn't actually make it inside Whoa. of our apartment that night. Again, this is the night that I met my now ex wife. Whoa. So,
1: well, it sounds like it worked out great. (laughs)
0: to laugh at my misery great I uh, love that. Why, why did we even get to this where I were we coming from I don't remember I don't either well I think that's because you made me pass you a vape pen we during were, this episode. I know hey uh, but there was one more thing I did actually want to talk about jewel
1: oh uh, yeah did we get through all the things I'm thinking we did no Wait, I don't know we, we were talking about the acquisition of reverb yeah and then I that think oh and then we start talking about Paul then we start talking about drinking or something. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know either dude but the, there was a,
0: a there was one thing that i wanted to circle back to before Great. we finish this episode this is, is going to be a long one probably now uh i i helped i helped and mostly uh built
1: dan's parts caster on wednesday dude i i'm stoked you sent me a picture or i know i saw it on the uh the ig and Big. i was like oh i forgot that was all going down so, talk to me. What happened? What did Dan buy? What did you assemble? How does it sound? How did it work? Word. So, uh, Dan's first guitar
0: was a Mexican telly. And so, for those who are still playing along, Dan was on the show, first guest, one of our dear friends, absolutely amazing guitar player, one of the best, amazing musician. All of, I mean, he was like he was ripping on my piano. I didn't even know he was yeah, a piano he's, player. Yeah, he's really one of the best musicians uh, I ever hung out with. So we were, uh, you know, we were talking. Anyways. Dan has this. His first guitar they ever had was his telly. He didn't really like the neck, but he, um, inspired by I believe by the band Chan, uh, bought a. I don't know how how it all happened, but he came he came into a warmoth. Is that how you say it? Warmoth. Yeah. War, warmoth.
1: I just say it's smoother than Warmth. that. Warmth. Warmoth. Like warmoth. Like, it's like if you're like it's a warmoth. Warmoth. Yeah. Uh, like a, mammoth. A, a roasted or
0: uh, roasted maple. Ooh. with i love some roasted maple. with an ibanez
1: wizard profile net yeah explain that is it wide or what what's that it's about? it's it's a shredder neck dude so it's like flat and wide.
0: pretty flat and wide yeah not, not i mean it's still the width of a normal telly neck yeah. but it's it, it's it's a compound fretboard so the radius we don't i don't know what the exact measurements were but i i assume it goes from 10 to 16 that's a pretty common radius uh compound radius uh, for the do you know do you want me to explain what a radius is? Yeah, I know what a radius is. Okay, do you want me to explain for everybody else? Sure. All right, why don't you explain what a radius radius is? Uh, it's just
1: basically how uh, you know the the roundness of the back of the neck. I guess do you, you, do, you know, do you know do you know how what determines the radius? I don't, but I know in in Fender world they call them like A B D you know C and D and that kind of stuff. That's the that's the neck shape. The okay. radius is the fretboard. Oh, the, the top of the neck. The top of the neck. Oh, well, I would imagine this would be pretty flat if it was like a, a shredder neck. Right. Yeah. So, and a compound. So, okay, the way, you, the
0: way you determine a radius on a fretboard, imagine, okay, so say we're talking about uh, a common fender radius is seven and a half inches. You take a string, make it seven and a half inches, put a pin in the end of it, and then make a circle. The section of that circle that is the size of a guitar fretboard is at a 7.5 inch radius. Okay. That's how we determine that. So, if you imagine then a longer string, which means a longer radius, it's going to be a bigger circle, mm-hmm. flatter circle. Okay. Because no fretboards actually really flat. Some classical guitars kind of are, but you, mm-hmm. you always want it kind of rounded. Of course. A bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, compound radius means that towards the neck or towards the neck, towards the nut of the neck. It is. It actually changes. Right. It, it's compound, so it goes from ten inch, which means a, a a shorter radius, up to sixteen inch, which is a longer radius. So it, it flattens, it flattens out, out as it gets up to the top, which is what you want. Like you, right. it turns out that in like chord position, you kind of want a bigger, or I should say, a smaller radius. You want a rounder fretboard as you get up higher. It's just more comfortable.
1: I think the standard for like a strat is like seven and a quarter. It's seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, standard gibson is 10 inch or 12 inch depending but then that's that's the vintage so but you know now yeah. now more modern or like nine 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 and a half or up i mean i've seen 20 inch but like you don't actually want that shit my jazz master is
1: seven and a half inch and i don't it
0: i it's a little too round for me
1: so does that and obviously it's two separate pieces of wood that doesn't how does that have an effect on the back of the neck radius it, it doesn't that's just that's the shape it's completely separate yep yeah.
0: Shape, neck shape is yeah your v d c whatever mm-hmm. F- radius is just the top of it so those are i mean i i would say typically you would probably find bigger fatter necks like a big c or a D with a shorter radius because that's like how they made them vintage style mm-hmm. that's just like how they did it back then yeah. and then as we've gotten better at technology and f- playing faster and all that kind of stuff necks have gotten a bit skinnier and flatter but then now some people just really still like the way the old ones feel so it's, it's just a totally yeah a it's feeling personal preference, preference. yeah gibson that's way
1: different than than the fender that's
0: really yep. yeah gibson has flatter fretboards typically um which i mean it i, I don't know that inherently it affects the sound but it, i'm sure it affects the way you play so that in some way will affect the sound i guess but i don't think fret i don't think you can say radius impacts
1: tone right? No, not unless it's just more of a comfortable position for your hand and your tone comes from your hand. It does. Bone tone,
0: baby. I love it.
1: Ooh,
0: I just finally figured out what my knuckle tats need to be. Bone tone. Bone tone. Get it, dude. Or gear hunk. That, that's commitment. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, this is episode 14. We're in for the the fucking long haul right here. Get the
1: logo on your ass first or something.
0: Dude, gear hunk's for life. GF, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude. We, I... We fucking. We've got to talk about the T-shirt. I don't know if I should say that on a microphone. I know. We might have to edit out this last. 10 we minutes. might have to edit out this last ten minutes for sure. There's I'm, definitely gonna be a I'm lot of editing right happening right stuff. here. I like lost you
1: on the whole radius thing. I'm. I got it now. That's fine.
0: That's all right. I think I was. I was mostly right. But anyways, back to Dan's guitar. No T-shirt really fast. We might have to edit the. I think there's a lot of editing going. Logo a little thing. bit. No, no, the logo. Oh. Because the their machine, the uh with the largest width that they can do is uh 11 and a half inches oh okay which is fine but um at that size the letters over the um like knobs and stuff got too small and it just looks like kind of poopy so i think we might want to just cut just like remove those i'm
1: just going to simplify it yeah i'll just take off all the really small numbers and stuff i'll leave like the ticks on but
0: the shirts will be here uh i think wednesday so So we're getting the
1: blank shirts and then i i
0: haven't sent to my sister's house
1: you're gonna do these at your sister's house.
0: She's gonna do them. She's my bro- do actually
1: my brother-in-law's one that does it. Cool. Yeah. yeah, just remind me. I'll get you the artwork. Yeah,
0: I. because it, it's really easy o- to Update the thing. So like the the cutter has its own software, and that can obviously view all the layers and shit. Does he need a, a file type? Well, it's SVG. It's what you gave, but oh, okay. he—it's like that software sucks, dude. I was—I was looking at it with him, and it's like, janky. It honestly—it looks like Photoshop like seven or yeah. something. It's like—it's like they
1: probably have to like move it like really. It's like pick.
0: It takes a while. Like things don't move yeah. quickly. It's just I don't know. Anyways, but I, he was going through and just like removing the layers that had those little pieces of text on there, and
1: it looked okay. But I'll see what he. Maybe says. we'll rethink it. Maybe we'll. um I'm, no, I'm I'm fine with taking like the small numbers off and I also was going to say use dots or something. I would
0: like to change the position of the EQ or figure <laughs> out a way to
1: animate it. So it kind of just like, that's so funny. sits up there. Cause I, uh, when I was placing the EQs, mm-hmm. I just copied what was on your amp. Oh, you did? Uh huh. And, uh, cause that is not like a good EQ setting. I don't know why it was like that. I don't know. But, uh, what's funny about that is, yeah, I was like, I bet Henry's gonna be like you have to move the EQ. <laughs>
0: oh, I thought about it back then when you first made it, but I was so stoked about the design to begin with. I was just like, fuck it, dude. Right. Like this is this is fucking awesome. Well, give me a few things to yeah. do, and I'll, yeah. I'll fix give it. Give you a few things to do, we'll do it. No, I don't mind, man. It's, no, for sure. That's easy work, dude. Um all right, so back to Dan's guitar. We've got the body. It was okay, so the body is from his first guitar that he ever had, Mexican telly. I should add that at a certain point he decided that he wanted to refinish the body. Um and and got through sanding approximately a third of the top. So this is the body
1: that I saw that you used for the Correct, and, and I quit. saw the the shaving.
0: Yeah. So he was sanding and like he got through down to the wood, but then quit probably a third of it. So um, it doesn't look half bad, as
1: like almost like a relic style or
0: something. Dude, like, I love it. And then yeah. so we put a black pick on there, and that that totally straight. So we got those. He got some fender locking tuners, which were really nice. He got. Um, He's using the same bridge because the bridge was fine. He got a, a pair of bare knuckle pickups, like um. I'm mean, actually. And I, he went standard
1: Telecaster style, right?
0: Hold on one second here. I just want to really quickly look up. I had I wrote down the make of the um, pickups because I knew I wasn't going to remember. No, I'm not going to remember. I don't have. But and it's their. It's it was their version of Blackguard Tele pickups, and they sounded fucking. Awesome. To the point that I want to get the bridge pickup from that set and put it in my tie. I still like my neck pickup, but I want to get the bridge. But anyways, bare knuckle pickups. Um, we did a little bit of a. The, the wiring is, is pretty standard, but we did. I did add a, a treble bleed capacitor.
1: Did you go vintage wiring
0: or cloth wiring? It's all cloth pushback wiring. Um, what so I, uh, what I, kind of
1: I, pots? Uh, they were of
0: CTS pots, two fifty k, two fifty k analog taper, nice. um, switchcraft jack, um, whatever the StuMax. Yeah, did you get the Stumac, The, the package, the spring. I love um, that thing. The, the, it's a it's a spring style switch. The nice thing was that. So I've done a little bit of wiring Three-way work switch. on a tally before. Yep, right. but um, there are a few different things that can be sort of weird. Like there can be a couple. There are a few different types of sw- uh, switches, like pickup selector switches. There are also uh, the typically on the old school, uh, tele bridge bridge pickups, uh, the bridge pickup was just grounded to the bridge itself. The metal bridge, it comes through the screw on the newer ones. They stopped doing that. And you have to add this like little weird ground wire underneath. Um, but so anyways, we, uh, the one, the, I would say probably the most challenging part about the whole build was shielding everything because I had never fully shielded the inside of a guitar like this. And, the uh, Mexican telebody, the route for the control cavity isn't flat at the bottom. It's got weird like scoops, mm-hmm. so it took me oh, the longest Did part. Did you have to sand sure. that
1: part out or something? I or? I
0: was I was going to, but it, I think that was going to make the problem worse. Honestly, mm-hmm. so we actually just cleaned it out, and then I, I just meticulously shielded it and just put all the the shielding foil in there. You know, s- slowly. The Mexican bodies also have a weird like normally between the neck pickup and The control cavity, there's a hole that the yep. ca- the cord runs or the wire runs through, yeah, through the wall. And the exactly on the Mexican, there's like kind of like a weird top cutout, too. Mm-hmm. And then there was also a weird little circle cutout that I'd never seen. We couldn't figure out what was that it was. Was it into for. the body? It was into the body. I've, I've seen those, yeah. We, it, we almost thought that maybe it was like a mount where I they like painted it or something, it. But, but and I've been in numerous guitar factories and i've always seen them painted by a clamp on the, on the joint neck. for the net for the like where the heel meets the neck
1: yeah usually they even put the screws through the hole exactly yeah. yeah so
0: uh, anyways mystery i'm not really sure maybe somebody can explain to us why
1: yeah mexican no i've seen that too because i sold a body that had that and i was like what the hell do they do with so that we
0: thing? shielded it um you had to we, you know of course you want to shield the back of the pick guard um the back of the control plate and the bracket the back of the bridge as well as well as obviously the all the cavities for the guitar and the most important part is making sure you have total coverage because if you have any spots the whole thing doesn't work and it has to make contact with itself you have basically create like a cage essentially Um, but man that thing sounds so good it took us a little while like once the neck went on it wasn't just like perfect did you have any like hiccups or anything aside from the shielding thing the shielding was the hardest part no the wiring i've i've wired tellies before but not i'd never i've like taken I've replaced stuff in a telly but I've never like started from scratch with all the wiring pushback It wasn't it wasn't like a pre-made harness or anything. I had to do everything from scratch and that so that was fun It was actually a lot easier than I sort of expected um, With the pushback wiring especially because then you don't have to strip shit that rules really the tip I would I would say if anybody's gonna be doing this for themselves for the first time the most important thing is pre-tinning every component before you try to solder it so Uh, pre-tinning means you know say you've got like the end of a wire that you know you're going to be sticking into like a terminal on a a lug on one of the volume pots you want to tin the end of the wire you want to throw a little solder on there and then throw some solder on the end of the volume pot itself so that when you when you put the heat on there and throw a little more solder it all just sticks together instead of trying to drip it on there
1: while it's all wired up yeah
0: you know definitely don't ever want to do that so, good call. Um, that's a nice tip, man. So that's that's a little little tin in tip. Um got it all all how's the, set up How's the weight? Go. Is it heavy? No, no, it felt good. It felt very similar to my telly, probably maybe a little lighter. Uh, it was just, you know, your standard probably older? I think all body and it was a baked maple neck. The neck looks beautiful. It's I kinda see got, a got a that like caramely brown color uh in it, which see was a good really picture cool. Of the neck. Yeah, I've got I've got Dan I asked him I asked him to take I actually told him I was like Dave has made sure made sure to make sure that we uh take some pics but yeah we didn't get very many good ones i, I he sent them to me today i'll, I'll show to oh, okay. you okay cool um, but so the neck once we got it set up the neck was a little weird i had to adjust the truss rod really quick uh, and then lower the bridge it was kind of strange and then I actually crank the bolt the screws on the back of the neck a little more than we had originally um but we got that thing and it it worked i didn't have to i didn't have to fix anything i was i was like very shocked by that we plugged it in and it just sounded so good, dude. Dang, man. I know to the point that like Dan was like, "Well, because I'd been playing my telly through it earlier," and he's like, "Holy shit, that Bogner sounds amazing!" I was like, "Yeah, it does." And then I was, and then I turn on the harmonic. Pedal, he was like, "Oh my god, that harmonic percolator sounds <laughs> amazing!" You like, wasn't guitar, even stoned, dude. yeah. No, but no, but then he plugged his in, it, and it's it, it was also amazing. So now, um, he told me actually he was, tec- I was we were texting earlier, and he told me that he played it at rehearsal last night, and that it is actually now his his favorite guitar. Wow.
1: Wait, who's he playing with?
0: So he's actually playing in a very cool band uh, on I think might be Saturday. He's playing. Do you know Split Single? Nope. Do you know who Jason Narducci is? He's a Chicago dude that plays in Bob Mold's band. Uh, Bob Mold being the dude from uh,
1: our buddies that we talked about. No,
0: no, no, no! Famous, very famous band. Um,
1: Why does that sound familiar, Bob (laughs) Mold? Like the
0: it's not Husker Du It's uh Survivor? No it's like It's like of that like replacements Husker du World man this isn't gonna make the podcast Cause I sound like an idiot but anyways Yeah he plays he plays he's playing Guitar for that um it's they're like they're playing Space in Evanston um But he's like I mean he's like a pretty famous Did he join the dude. band or is he just sitting He in? He kind of I asked him The same That's thing awesome. Jason uh kind of He said he has kind of like a revolving cast where so jason's like his, like his
1: buddy who kind of got him into it or something
0: jason or? is the main dude jason plays in bob mold's band he plays bass in that band um but the split single is his like side project that's awesome dude so dan's dan's playing I've, with that and he's he, playing and he's playing the fucking the, the parts telly. telly with that if i know. love to hear
1: these stories man because like dan is just one of those guys like if he's not playing music i get sad oh i mean he's
0: yeah he's so like, good I, we we're we i <laughs> the one of the funniest things about it was i don't know how it, it came out but somehow we started talking about incubus and like we just had music playing in you know in there when we were working on the guitar and then i just put on morning view was that the that's the one with the wish beach you were here. stuff yep yep uh the beachy one yeah that's the that i just put that on. and like i love that album and it was so funny like we're laughing like oh my god because we both loved that album when it came out you as well and then uh but like we realized we'd made it like almost to the end and i was like how did we how are we still listening to this he's like dude like at at, like one minute and 30 seconds of every single song i was like like, how are we still listening to this and then you just kind of forget and keeps on going honestly how did
1: you not break out into like full sing-along too
0: well oh of course i definitely was and also what i was the The reason I even thought of it was because, at a certain point, it was pretty much just like I mean, Dan definitely did a lot, lot to help and everything, but like I was doing all the soldering, and I'm not like. I don't want somebody I'm not good enough for somebody to be like sitting over my shoulder and be like feel like not weird about <laughs> yeah, right. it so like he like just want the other room was playing guitar and then all of a sudden was just like like he'd hear the the beginning of the song and then could play the whole yeah, fucking incubus song, that's like oh my god that's, holy shit
1: I, like again just one of the best musicians I've ever 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 played
0: with we're gonna do we decided to do a little pedal swap he's gonna borrow I, so I made a harmonic percolator myself years ago whoa um and then he uh that's in the other room and then he's gonna give me one of those chase bliss pedals to borrow and we're gonna do a little swap skis and uh so i can spend some time with the pedal and he can spend some time with the pedal but yeah we got it together and i've got to say man i uh gave me the itch buddy i don't know like not even just like to make one for myself like i want to build more guitars
1: yeah yeah okay all right, I, it now came together talking. so
0: well and played so nice and was so much fun and uh
1: i it, it i just i want to i want to do more of it now we're talking man yeah. um look i mean i i come across a lot of parts where i'm like that neck would be awesome mm-hmm. you know even if it's like you know uh something i really like especially about like a vintage guitar is like the neck That's
0: like the, the neck most is important everything.
1: part right if you can find like an old neck and then just throw that, like I sent you that uh music master neck or something for like, Denise. Oh or no, yeah, that was a whole it music. It was a master. whole body. It was a whole guitar. Yeah. Was that a duosonic? No, it was a music, it was a music master. master. It had the one pickup. One pickup. Anyways, I'm like, even just the neck, it wasn't refinished. So like that neck, just having the natural oils and all mm-hmm. that. I mean, man, you put, put that on anything, you know? Well, or?
0: I mean, so next step for me, I've got that, 66 fender villager neck there you go i've got a gotta, gotta do it man. i've got to do That's it have got to do it that has got to be the next project oh man i'm i it was just so much fun and the. but really the fact that at the end of it these like random parts that like probably would look like junk to some people came together and made an instrument that sounds so good for not a lot of money either like yeah he already had the body and had to buy the pickups but it's not like the neck was that expensive i mean i don't even know
1: all told but probably less than 500 bucks to go to put into something like that and my my opinion on parts instruments is if you build them for yourself, they're fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. If you build them to sell them, you you probably you'll probably just break even most of the time. Yeah. Um, but they're great for just building and working on yourself. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't know that I would ever want to just buy
0: like I'm gonna buy a body and a neck from Warmoth. No, and then do that. Like, but, well used. Like, I would definitely buy you know an old neck and then maybe a body from Warmoth. Or, or, or even like an old body too. Or an I mean, old body. Shit, That's what I'm dude. saying. But like, if not, you know, if I if, if that wasn't an option, when I, I was uh, it.
1: last summer, I sold a few guitar bodies, and mm-hmm. I had a really cool Jaguar body that was like a um, it was like somebody had already painted it like two different shades of like greenish blue. It it like looked different in every light. It was so cool, and they did like a shitty relicing to it, but it wasn't like over the top. It was just kind of like nasty looking mm-hmm. and it had a bunch of like weird armware but it probably wouldn't even show up once you kind of your arm was playing it and stuff it was cool um really really cool actually and i was like i think i got it for like 80 bucks or something what the, like how old was it i don't know what it was but i resold it for like 250 because it's just it had a cool paint job so i guess my point is like they pop up man i bought a telecaster body like a butterscotch telecaster body for like it's like 65 bucks or something like hmm. that sold it for like 200
0: I you know I, I do feel very good about my ability to find gear and deals and stuff online but I still I do feel like you're actually better at finding things like that like parts and stuff so when you do come across stuff like that just like I'll, send I'll, it, I'll sneak send my way because I it, mean mate. there's a good chance that I will want to buy it and uh, throw a neck on it and make Sometimes- something...
1: It sounds really weird, man. It sounds like really dumb and corny, but sometimes I just get good feelings about instruments Mm -hmm. or gear when I'm on... It sounds like so fucking protective. I feel the same way. like we're artists, bro. Sometimes just by looking... Even by looking at a picture on the screen, though, you're like... There's something about that that mm-hmm. I think is going to be cool. Oh, and then I mean? you let
0: yourself get too far with it, and then you and you get a connection even though you've never even seen it, and yeah.
1: then you don't get it, and you I'm feel bummed out. Kind of like that on this Memphis base right now, actually.
0: He might reply. I mean, the dude doesn't sound like he's, like, some techno whiz. I so feel like I'm waiting on how to plug a Tinder base for, in, like, a girl
1: to get back to <laughs> Do
0: you well, think she'll call? Oh, God. <laughs> well, but if it's Paul, they would. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Fucking dial that shit up good. Um man so i don't know that's Do it. You have I, anything else for today i don't think so dude that was that was more than enough shout out to gyrock guitars um, gyrock dude they side note i clicked wild it, customs they, i clicked they on buy us. it now
1: oh and was it it 1600s? is no it's sixteen thousand dollars sixteen thousand but i clicked it and it's american dollars by the way I uh-huh. checked. Um, as opposed
0: to uh australian
1: dollars. right or what no they're in um romania no, they're french french right <laughs> what are the is the french use euros is that what, no they use franks Do they still use francs. they're on the euros at this they're point they're on the euros, no. that How many really funny
0: that it? you got from france to romania
1: yeah that's pretty close right
0: yeah same difference
1: um i did click on it and then it actually sent me immediately to a contact us page yeah of course and i was like mm. so maybe i should email them and just be like is this really sixteen thousand dollars and they be like yeah if you want to buy our company <laughs> Their company is definitely only worth 16000 Or at least the, the technology. The technologies. Um, well, great day. Great day. We've got a couple more beers to drink. Thanks for having me, man. Oh,
0: this is Studio B, baby. <laughs> Studio The, the Cattery Studio B. That's what I'm calling it, the Cattery.
1: Well, hopefully we'll have some good news for next week, and uh, we'll talk to you then.
0: Bye. Bye.